hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by Hey, True North Racing, let's go all right, guys, and welcome back to the True North Racing Podcast. My name is John Morrison. Happy Father's Day to everyone. I know it's Tuesday when you guys are listening to this, but when we record, it's Sunday. So happy belated Father's Day to all the amazing dads out there who uh, help bring us into this world, I guess. So <laughs> some some 30 seconds, some hour and a half, depending on where you fall. This is going to be bad. Uh <laughs> I'm already going off the rails tonight, guys. And joining me tonight, as always, is our lovely co-host, Megan Mitchell. Megan, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you, John? Uh, it was a rough day, I'm going to tell you that much. And uh, a rough weekend at Flamborough Speedway for a lot of drivers, to say the least. Um, so something I'm going to bring up tonight. Uh, you You kind of forgot about it, which I'm very upset with you about. And I feel like we need to get a calendar going here. Um, <laughs> We got a couple things to talk about before we bring in Carson Nagy to start off the night. Um, this is our first ever dual guest night. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who's listening right now, Carson Nagy has been shooting at, not shooting, she has been putting out videos regarding to mental health. And with it being Men's Mental Health Month, what better way than to bring him on for a few minutes? And let him talk about his side of his side, what you know, why he's uh, why he's becoming more active in the mental health role um, in that side of things. And uh, I'm excited to bring him on. And, and Megan, you're going to take over that for the most part. I'm going to let you uh, take over that tonight um, before we bring in our guest, Cameron Thompson, uh, a feature winner last night. Uh, two? Not I, went last. Two, I went two for two in the pure stocks. That's awesome. What you guys are going to hear about in the Joe Media Rundown here in just a little bit. Um, man, I mean, oh, it was such a good. I don't want to say it was a good weekend of racing at Flamborough. Uh, I was, uh, I got there and it, it just, you know, when you get somewhere and you're almost like, mm, I don't want to be here. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, I still showed up. I still did my job, but I could tell something was different and I didn't like it. It was, it was way off for me. Um, it was almost like a full moon, but something was brewing and it wasn't good. Uh, unfortunately, uh, let's see, we had a few, uh, bad, bad incidences last night, uh, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Um, but you know what, why wait? Let's jump into it now. Uh, so last night with the CVMs, the, we had our GoPro in, I feel like we're going to have to stop doing our GoPro vlogs or our video in car videos. Um, because Saturday night was such a terrible night. Uh, Ricky Williger was allowed us to put a GoPro in his car. Uh, unfortunately, was running third last lap coming out of two 
something broke. Uh, judging by the in-car footage we got, it looked like something snapped in the right front. And you can see him still turning to the left, and he tried to correct it and come back and went into the outside wall. Actually almost flipped it, too. Oof. You can actually see him come up on the wall uh, before he settled back down. Hard hit. Last lap, like backstretch, like half a lap away from finishing third. Um, heartbreak for him. Uh, Scott Tonelli in the second feature. Warm-up laps. And something in the front end snaps. And Scott was my backup driver. So my GoPro was in the car. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like the, the good thing part, the good part about it was that it happened under caution. The bad part is, is it happened under caution under warm-up laps. So (laughs) there's no footage for me to use Mm. from in car from that second feature. Uh, which is terrible, terrible. So I don't know if we should keep the vlogs going right now because I feel like every time my GoPro gets into one, something bad happens and that and it's terrible. So, um, but the mini stock race is what I want to talk about. So, Megan, I know you weren't there last night, Mm-mm. but we we have talked to the driver. We have talked to one of the drivers, I believe. I know I did. I know you did. Jacqueline did as well. I have no words for what I saw last night. So I decided I got up there and I was like, you know what? We're a little early. Our cars are lining up. Let's go watch the mini stock feature. Get up there. Seventh lap or sixth lap, six laps in. And uh, one of our Joe media drivers, Kaylin Wallace was uh, making a move on the high side. Her car looked amazing last night. She was running three tens faster than the guy in front of her and caught her really quickly. Um, was making a move on the outside, which is so tough to do at Flame Road. Uh, it is such a one groove track. Now, this is where she, I'm gonna call uh, as much as I, don't, I love her, I'm gonna call her out a little bit here. She did chop him in entering three, she came down a bit, but trying to crowd him that's all she was trying to do. She was trying to crowd him, and while she was trying to correct it, he was still trying to drive straight through her. Okay, no racing deal, whatever. That's that's incidental. Mm-hmm. Well, she was able to catch him real quick through one and two down the backstretch. Um, and from what I was told was that the 77, as the four as Kaylin was making a pass on the high side, working her car very well, the 77 jerked the car to the right and taking out the front end essentially of her car ending her night um and this is where i have an issue so he continued driving he's like dead stop right in front of her then he drove around stopped the car right behind her got halfway out the car and was yelling obscenities Uh, like nothing should ever be said like that and i know who's back there and like they shouldn't be hearing the words they were hearing and for you to be upset when you're the one who caused that big of a wreck when all she was doing to crowd you and then to essentially wreck her and take her out of the race and then get out of the car as if she was the one that 
end of the night was ridiculous. You, it was a racing deal to start with, and then you ended up ending her night for no damn reason. And it sucks. Pedal power didn't catch the footage, mm-hmm. and which sucks because I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to come on here with a, with a clear vision tonight and see exactly what happened because I saw what happened from my angle, but I wanted to see what happened from their angle. I want to see what happened from turn one and from, from where pedal power is down to turn one and two. No fault of their own. They were following exactly what they should be doing, following the leader, following the action, but missed that part, which sucks. And, and it's no fault of their own. They do a great job. I love them each time at the track. But for him to get halfway at the car, yelling what he was yelling. And the best part about it was Megan, kept, or sorry, you're Megan. Caitlin <laughs> kept her cool. I'm so proud of her for that. From what I could see standing in turn four, she was not freaking out. Now, from what I heard, she did do something kind of funny um, because his car was still running uh, and he was yelling at her, I guess. But I could hear yelling from other people uh, down the backstretch there. And, you know, he was ultimately black flagged. He was he got back in the car. Uh, But from what I'm hearing, from what I heard from a couple of people. Since uh, Tim Norris wasn't there last night, Gary Colling was on the mic as our race director last night. And I will say he did a fantastic job of controlling it. He wasn't calm about it. He was hollering. He was yelling from what I'm hearing at the 77 to get back in his car and head back to, to get back there, to get to the, to get to his pit. And I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so happy to hear uh, someone on the mic at Flamborough road, stand up and try to get the best he can do to get them back in the car and drive away. Uh, we'll have to see what kind of punishment comes from it. Uh, both Caitlin and, uh, the 7017 were kicked out of Flamborough Speedway last night. Um, don't know what the whole deal is going to be. I'm sure we're going to have to keep in touch with Caitlin this week to find out what exactly happened uh, or what happens uh, with their, if they appeal or, or try to appeal or talk about what happened and how long their punishment's going to last. But that was ridiculous. That was, that was one incident. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin is okay. Uh, car is not, uh, it is, uh, on her Snapchat today, it was, uh, the front wheels were both pointing different directions. So that's never a good sign. Um, but I have to say how proud of how proud I am of her for keeping her cool for essentially standing up for herself. And, you know, she did a fantastic job. I I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy for her. Um, Yeah. Uh, that's all I really have to say. Megan, you have anything you want to say? I have thought about it all day and I, I'm not going to say anything to, cause I'll, I'll be blunt. I'm, I'm furious because I've been in the same situation and my problem with it is that some of these drivers out there act like we are, we're running NASCAR that we're making big money off this and they're willing to wreck another driver's car. And for what, for 20 bucks, like, yeah, my, my problem is if you have a problem with another driver, if you have a problem with something they did on the track, don't take it out on the track, go to their pit and talk to them. 
grow up basically like there's no need to wreck another car slam another car bump another car like yes rubbing's racing and stuff and in my opinion and I'm not trying to be biased because yes Caitlin's my best friend but she had enough yeah you know girls out there some don't deal with this but the competitive I don't want to say that but some of us do some of us get treated really badly on the track because we're a girl guys don't want to admit that we have talent too and they will they'll block you they will try to wreck you like they will go to every length to stop you from getting around them and caitlin had enough of it and she she did something very hard to do she took that outside and she tried to pass yeah yeah i couldn't see it i wasn't there but by the sounds of it it was working for her her car's been she's been doing very very well and it was working for her and the way I see it from a girl's perspective is this driver just didn't like it. Yeah. And that was their solution was to dump her into the wall. Been there, done that. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun to go home with a destroyed race car for nothing. And basically bottom line, all I'm going to say is if you have a problem with another driver, talk to them use it as a teaching moment for them because I had it happened to me so many times last year where guys would just try to wreck me on the track instead of coming and talking to me because they didn't want to talk to me about it and it, it hurts I mean I honestly like I was so mad about it last night I cried I'm just and I'm, I'm just I'm glad Flambro is doing something about it because it's been enough yeah. like it's not cool and it's it's destroying racing. It's destroying the sport. It's making it not fun for anybody. So I'm glad to see them step up. Yep. I'm proud of Caitlin for standing her ground. I'm proud of her for keeping cool because I can admit <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to keep cool. And yeah, that's basically it really. And, and, we're not taking shots at Flamborough Speedway here. We like, we love going to Flamborough. That it is just like any track, just like any series, just like anything. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have these issues, and unfortunately, it ends up being what is the track gonna do to stop it? To because you're gonna have these incidents, and you can't look at two incident, two accidents. And say, well, this one deserves the harshest penalty compared to this. Meanwhile, this one may have been actually worse, so to speak, compared to the, the first one. And but if you don't, you saw you gotta somehow make it equal, but at the same time, you can't make it equal because at the end of the day, all inc- all accidents are different. I'm gonna bring up the second accident that happened that feature, and mm. that was between uh Mercer and the 76 of Sean Taylor. Um I'm not too sure because I've, I've seen a small clip. Unfortunately, I was sitting in traffic on the way home and uh, I asked Jacqueline to pull up the mini, see if the pedal power had pushed, put up the mini stock feature because uh, I figured they were going to put up feature two. And when I watch it, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I see it happen. I'm like, okay, first of all, I get it. The two was splitting the lap car who Bless their soul, bless their heart for coming out and adding to the car count. 
um, they were way, way off the pace. It was absolutely dangerous. Um, way like I two laps in and they were already lapped. I'm all I'm all for having new people come out. I'm I'm all for it. If you're that slow though, please do do yourself a favor and everyone else a favor and get way off the track, pull into the grass. I don't care. Or come out and do practice. But last night was absolutely dangerous having that car out there. Um, I'm thankful that they came out to add because there was 13 cars, 13 mini stocks last night. Mm-hmm. At the end of feature two, I think there were six on track. Maybe five. I think there was five cars on track at the end of feature two. And I can't believe that you lost 10 cars almost. That's crazy. You know, and racing deals happen. I get that. But 10 cars out of 13. First one was lap one, two. Right down, you know, 63 spawn. Unfortunately, some people had nowhere to go. Uh, hmm. Michael Kenny broke, broke some parts in the front end. Roland, uh, Roland Goodfellow broke a couple of pieces in the front end. Kaylin got involved in it. She had to come down pit road and get checked out too, you know, and unfortunately it happens, but that's a racing deal. So mm-hmm. things like that are going to happen. But if you're not listening to your one way and you're not getting over, you're, you become a dangerous object on the track and that's essentially what we saw last night the two split the two and the 76 split now i can't tell for sure if it was on purpose because of how far the two was down but he was on the flat he wasn't even on the banking and the next you know he came up on the banking and essentially like his car went right and took the 76 into the outside wall of two and then the two went up the wall almost like it was, it was absolutely dangerous last night. The 76 uh, was towed off and the two uh, was wrecked and it was just absolutely brutal. Um, but both cars got, you know, the two was kicked off the track. I don't know if it's because he was black flagged or if it was because he, because uh, uh, he had too much damage. Cause when he was going down the front stretch, he was dog tracking really bad with his right rear cocked mm-hmm. out. So uh, we're hopefully Flambro comes out this week and, and says something because um, I would like to understand more. I know a lot of fans don't maybe not understand, but as racers, as media personnel, to me, that's something I want to hear, something I want to know. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. But you're absolutely correct. Take 15 minutes after your feature. If you had a run in with someone, take 15 minutes because that's, that's essentially like your uh, uh, take 15 minute break, mm-hmm. pull your heads and go talk to the person. And the way like, cause I've thought about it a lot over the off season and the way I see it is exactly that. Take 15 minutes, get off the track, take 15 minutes, cool down, get an official yep. to have official come with you to oversee and overhear everything that goes on and talk to this other driver because it's, it's difficult because these cars can turn into weapons if a driver really wants to use it that way. And it has happened and it's scary. And I, I know sometimes it's hard because 
you get in that anger while you're on the track and you make a move that's not right and it doesn't end well but either way I think there should be a rule where we're allowed to go and talk to each other and I mean this is nothing on Flambro. like I absolutely love the track it's all tracks it, it's, it's something all, that needs to have in all tracks it is it it needs to because I know there's a lot of tracks out there that made it so that you know you're not allowed to approach another driver at their pit but I hear all these old school stories about how like you know drivers have been toe-to-toe screaming at each other like sometimes it turns into a fist fight which mm-hmm, I don't want to see but I feel like it's needed to to talk to each other like I've had maybe one driver last year come to me and talk to me about something and it turned into a whole learning situation because sometimes drivers out there don't realize what they're doing wrong or what they're doing to make you mad so just use it as a learning moment like yeah talk to each other don't don't take it out on the track like I'm all for I don't want to say aggressive racing but you know like the door-to-door bumper to bumper racing like it's exciting but when it gets dangerous it's it's not worth it the one thing we all got to remember and in two days or one day or whatever we all got to go back to work Mm -hmm. we're only out here doing this as a hobby for fun some of Mm -hmm. us we're never going to make it to nascar we're never going to make it above the class we're in but if you're essentially helping destroy the division by doing bonehead moves and stupidity things, there's no spot for you in the track, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, I would love to go out there. I, w- I would love to go out on the track. Sometimes for personal reasons, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Others, because I want to see how people react to the way I race. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've never been behind the wheel. I want to see what happens if I'm in a competitive car going up front and how people are going to treat me. Cause you're going to figure out sooner or later what happens. And you were, you're, you were a rookie yourself last year. So mm-hmm. you going out there beating, banging, like I, I'm dead ass. I'm, I'm not poking fun of you or, or saying shit crap to you. But if you're going out there beating and banging and no one's coming up to talk to you, you're you're going to think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and here, Yeah, like last year, I can open, openly admit, I made moves last year that were so not okay. Yeah. You know, I pulled old school Dale Earnhardt moves. I freaking drove through the grass to pass. Like, yep. I saw a hole and I'm like, I'm taking it. I didn't wait a few laps like I was just like go 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 like I was amped up and instead of drivers coming to talk to me and say hey smart not I don't like what you did here's what you could do better they just said f her I'm going to wreck her next weekend which I mean I understand I've made those comments too out of pure anger but but it's just I don't know racing it's a some of it is a very sticky situation I feel like for every rookie, we need to get a confident veteran mm-hmm. to help them out throughout the year. And that's the, so like, let's say this year it's, it's uh, 
uh, Cameron Thompson. Okay, let's pair him up with a Chris Andy Lawrence or Joe Lawrence or Andy Weller or Gary Slamma, um, Jeff Laflamme, because uh, he knows how to wheel a car. Get him with someone who knows what they're doing and help them out. Let them, so that way they can learn too, because pure stocks are such an introductory level class. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they race like they're the biggest deal out there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's sad to say, but like, we all got to go to work Monday. None of us wants to end up in a hospital with a broken arm because mm-hmm. pure socks aren't, I'm going to be honest, they're not the best built cars half the time. No. You can build a car in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're going to move on from this segment right now before both yeah. of us get fired up and we may end up saying, in a, we'll get way too heated. <laughs> this, we're going to continue this conversation later day, but for you now we're going to switch completely different gears for us getting upset here. And we're going to bring in Carson Nagy uh, to talk about mental health. And he's going to be joining us here right now. Carson, how's it going, man? Hey, how are you? Good, man. Welcome to, uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Actually, funny <clears throat> enough, this is the second time on the show, and, and for a completely different reason this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Carson, we wanted to bring you on here because we've been seeing a lot of your posts lately of, and talking about mental health. And with it being Men's Mental Health Month, we figure why not bring you in? I was actually going to do something a little bit later on today about it, but uh, we got sidetracked just a little bit ago here <laughs> and talking about last night at Flamborough. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to scrap that for another week, I think. Um, but we wanted you, we wanted to bring you on here to talk about uh, why you're doing the videos and what made you want to do them. So, you know, I like I said in that video, I struggle with my own stuff going on. And I know it's really hard and I don't want anyone to feel the way I feel or at least have people feel more comfortable if they're feeling that way. And I know it helped me <clears throat> just... Uh, talking about and I just wanted to keep reminding people it's okay to talk about it and just wanted like I said wanted people to feel comfortable with it right and I know it's something that's just not going to go away but it's important to me to make sure everyone's doing okay if that makes sense and uh yeah just wanted to get the word out like I know plenty of people within the racing community that we're in that struggle with their own things and they don't really know how to deal with it or talk about it right so Feel, I felt like hearing a kid talk about it <clears throat> that uh, that's in that community would help them feel comfortable to talk to their people about it, right? Definitely. I mean, I got to applaud you for it because it's, it's hard to speak up about it. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people, being a race car driver, they think you got to be tough. Like, and that mm-hmm. speaking about it's not, which is totally false. And just being a guy at the same time is another huge one. Like, I think we talked about this with Connor Ross and like, it's just, it's really good to hear someone, someone like you, especially someone that's so successful, like in my opinion, you do incredible on the track. So it's like to hear somebody that's doing that well, speak up. And it just, to me, it shows that, you know, you can be successful and you can still struggle. And it's like, I, I got to applaud you for it. Cause I mean, your posts get me every time. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. And it's good to hear, like, 
people like Connor talking about it. I know in the past he's talked to me about a few things he deals with, so it's good to hear that he's still talking about what he's going through and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Being a guy in general, it's hard talking about that. Like, I feel like some most guys are kind of brought up, you got to be strong and tough, right? And it's not the case with a, a lot of them, right? Just some people are fortunate enough not to have to struggle with that on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, it's awesome for them. But and I get why, like some people I talk to, they don't really understand it because they don't, <clears throat> they don't have those feelings, right? So, mm -hmm. but I, I get it, right? Definitely. That's, that's the thing. It's, some people don't get it because mm -hmm. they don't, they don't deal with it. You might be an ally, but until you've dealt with it, you really don't know. And I mean, I, I drive by a certain car every day and on the back, I love the quote. There's this thing right across their back window that says it's not weak to speak. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. That nailed it. <laughs> but Someone uh, needs to get that on a race car. Yeah. Got to find out who this person is. Like, is this yours? Like, where did this come from? Can I put it on my car? <laughs> like, <clears throat> but that's the way to best way to go about it though right is you guys have said it yourself like being a man you're, you're not supposed to be weak you're supposed to be tough you got to carry the burden mm -hmm. and you know we we we're in a new generation now where we really have to talk about it because you know we're 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 such at a vulnerable stage uh where our mental health really gets to us and because and and i hate to say but a lot of it has to do with social media you know it, we see these perfect people out there and thinking that they, they lead these perfect lives meanwhile we're over here struggling to scrape two pennies together or in canada here two nickels because heaven forbid we don't have pennies anymore but you know we can't we can't scrape two nickels together meanwhile we're following someone who looks like they make 200,000 a year, they travel the world and they don't have a care in the world. Mm -hmm. And it really affects not just men, it affects women, children, elderly, but you're right though. It all depends on how you deal with it. Some guys it's easier to talk about some guys it's, it's their work ethic changes. The um, There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And, and sometimes, yes, you're, you're absolutely right, Carson we just need a friend to talk to. We just need a shoulder to lean on just to be like, Hey man, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Can we talk? And that's when you really learn one, who your friends are, I find. And two, who truly understands mm -hmm. what you're going through because you can have friends, but then you're going to have, like, I got some really good friends, but they don't know nothing about what's going on up here. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people, uh, you know, Megan, Megan and Caitlin for, for myself, they know a lot more about what's going on up here than some of my other friends, because it's who you trust and who you think is going to essentially not keep that information, but who understands what you're going through. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to have the people I have around me to be able to listen and kind of talk about things. And that kind of helped me feel comfortable enough to make that post I did with that video <clears throat> and like with the, what you said with people dealing with it I spoke about like addiction and whatnot and 
I understand why people turn to it. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of something they turn to when they're really struggling. Right. And it might not be the healthiest, but it's just, it's just an option they turn to. And I understand it, but I'm happy. I'm able to, I've been able to help a few friends that kind of struggle with it. Like I feel, <clears throat> I feel confident enough to talk about that because I'm kind of close with it. Right. And I hope people that listen to that video kind of thought about it and took it the right way and realized <clears throat> instead of turning to those things, they can actually talk about what's going on, right? Absolutely. And how many, how many times has that thing been shared now? Because even by the time I got to share it, it was like, I think like up over 200. Um, yeah. So. Something like that, something crazy, but like even a simple five minute video shared over 200 times liked by probably thousands and comments out the hoo-ha about you know being there for for each other and stuff like that and, and just the camaraderie sometimes that's all we need to hear too mm-hmm. to, for us to keep digging right right and it made me really feel really good about what people were saying on that post and I had some older people texting me and telling me how much they appreciate that post I had a I had a team at Peterborough yesterday come over to me and say, like, my brother kind of goes through this and he said my video is spot on and he appreciates the hell out of me for posting it. And just knowing that it's actually helping people and just kind of bringing up that conversation is really good to hear. Big time. I mean, there's, there's going to be people that are going to come and tell you that it helps, but there's going to be more people out there that it helps than you know. Cause like, there's going to be people that are, it's, they're going to take it to heart and they're going to, use that information basically but they might not say anything mm-hmm. but it's just it's i'm i was blown away to see the responses from it just to even see the video like it was just it was awesome thank you yeah just even people i don't really know were commenting and texting me and i'm just glad it reached so many people that kind of deal with it right and it makes me feel good that it's actually doing what I wanted it to do helping others right mm-hmm. that's what we need nowadays just someone to someone to speak up and help and know that there's other people out there that like I, I don't know how to word it like not that not that it makes you feel good that there's other people struggling too but to see <laughs> that you're not alone basically like and I know what you mean yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, I, I kind of needed that too. <clears throat> like with the people I have around me, they're able to talk to me about their things and it made me feel better to talk about it, knowing that I wasn't alone. And just hearing that or knowing that I thought that it would be helpful for others to know it's all right and they're not, right? And especially in the community we're in, like I know, I know plenty of people who are going through it. And like I said, they don't know how to deal with it. And uh yeah, I just wanted to bring that up and have people feeling better about it and just feeling more comfortable. And I know it wasn't a fix to nothing, but just hearing it, I'm sure it helped them feel better about it. I know it definitely helped me. I mean, <laughs> I think all your posts about that, I read or I listen to it. I'm like, wow, like that's spot on. And it's sometimes it's just nice to hear something that you can relate to when it comes to mental health. So it's just, it's really good. Yes, thank you. Now there's one thing uh, I just want to bring up here because on this whole topic, I, I just, it clued into me in a, sec, in a second ago here, just over my right shoulder here 
uh, on the back of this door here. It, it, I figure it's, it's actually a good saying to, to kind of help you out as well, to help others out as well, is don't look back. You're not going that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we got to remember, no matter the smallest progress we make going forward to fight addiction, fight demons, do whatever, just remember every step you go forward don't look back because don't look at the person you were look at the person who you are becoming mm-hmm. because that in the end that's what truly matters i like that i like that saying mm-hmm. well we wanted it we definitely wanted to bring like i said we wanted to bring you on i talked to you earlier like i, I meant to reach out earlier in the week like yeah. I, I pretty much told megan and caitlin like monday or tuesday i was like yeah i'm like Guys, I seen this. I saw the video. I'm like, y'all want to watch? Like, do you mind bringing Carson on? Like, no, I think it'd be great. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, it essentially cuts my part out for this week. Um, <laughs> nice and easy. But exactly. <laughs> I, still got, I still got a show to go. We still got a whole guest coming on. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, first of all, I want to say thank you for coming on um, and chatting about it a little bit. I, I wanted to, I personally wanted to tell you that, like, that video, I watched a minute of it before I even shared it. And I was blown away, blown away um, by your message, um, everything you said in it, because, you know, there, there's days I'm coming up on an anniversary myself where my mental health is, deteriorates every year. Um, and it's unfortunate. I know what happens. I prepare myself for it. But no matter how much I prepare myself for it, it, it I know it deteriorates and it gets to me each year. Um, but just seeing the videos, seeing the messages you've been putting out, really has see it's made me realize too again because last year we had you know we still have lift the visor out there and mm-hmm. i know he's coming back him and i talked this week i'm to, to do more things and i'm excited to hear about it and like i said we want to bring you on to talk about it because with it being the month we're in and everything going on what better way than to you know have firsthand someone like yourself come on you know, talk about it because it's, it doesn't get talked about enough. It, it's something that needs to be talked about more. And we need guys like yourself to, to talk about it more, to preach about it. Guys like myself, uh, people like Megan, it, we need us to, we still need us to come out and talk and tell our stories and what we're going through. I may not go through as much as a lot of people. I go through very small bouts, but like, I'm here for anyone. And, and I've always expressed myself, expressed that to everyone. You know, if they ever need a listening ear, I, I, essentially it goes through one ear, stays, but it rolls off my back to where the point you're not, it's, it's sad to say, but not hurting for a little bit until something happens again. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to thank you for coming on and bringing get on here. So like, th- thanks, thank you so much, man, for uh, coming on and talking about mental health and, and just what your experience is right now because that down the road that's going to help a lot of people i find i think yes thank you it makes me really happy to hear that it's helping you especially and i appreciate that and yes thanks for having me and yeah i agree we got to talk about it more i'm going to make sure i talk about it a lot more than i have been like i know i just started like last month but i'm going to keep bringing that up throughout the year and yeah keep helping people (laughs) One thing I'm I'm planning on doing, and this is kind of a first for everyone li- listening right now, is uh, I kind of want to put together a 
I almost say a round table discussion. Um, and we're going to bring in guys like Adam Ross, uh, Jory Elliott from Lith the Visor. I would love to bring you on as well. Uh, Megan's going to join us. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure she does. <laughs> and we're going to, I think we're going to have a nice, uh, nice discussion. And I think that if you, you're more than welcome to join, uh, when, once we figure out details, I would love to, I'm going to, I'm putting that invite out for you now. Um, obviously you don't have to accept or deny right now. It's just, <laughs> just letting you know, but you are, you, you'd be invited. You're invited if you would like to come on. Yeah, that would be awesome. That sounds like it'll work and be really good to hear. All right, Carson, well, we're going to let you go for the night and, uh, we'll let, I, we'll let you get going for the night. Uh, anyways, how'd you do it yesterday in the super stock race? I wanted to hear about that first quickly. Uh, we ended up fourth. We fought with the car all day and, uh, in the feature we ended up burning off the right rear tire. It was so loose, <laughs> but, uh, we were able to hang on for a top five finish and it was such an entertaining and intense race. We had, we had five cars racing for one position with two to go. So it was, it was a blast and we were able to hold on to it. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen some of the carnage <laughs> from it and <clears throat> I've seen a little bit of a uh, rubbing from your car there. So I, I wanted to get your opinion on that um, because I haven't gotten a chance to watch the G4 race, G4 race yet. So hopefully that might be a tonight thing or, t- or this week thing um, because I, I do love watching the super socks. I love watching you race. Cause you are, you are definitely a tough competitor. So uh, hopefully, you know, ho- hopefully I get to see it. I'll definitely be watching that. Cause I want to see what happens. Cause uh, there's a few of you guys that kind of uh, ended up in there. Right? Yeah. It, it's definitely an entertaining race. I've never had so much fun in a super stock. I know a lot of guys don't like being in banging. And one thing I need to say is I understand why people don't like, or don't appreciate the way Pete Vanderwiss race sometimes. <laughs> But he is the most fun person to race with, in my opinion. We beat and bang, we doored each other, and we shook hands and laughed about it after. And it's definitely an entertaining race. So anyone else who missed it, make sure you go watch it. We're definitely going to be putting the link in our mm-hmm. YouTube channel uh, down below for that race. So you guys can go catch it as well. You guys can also check it out at GeForce TV on YouTube, as well as uh, Facebook. Carson, uh, thanks again for coming on, man, to talk about it. We're going to, like I said, we're going to, bring you back on another time and when we have a nice round table and uh yeah they, you know and we'll have this whole discussion uh, we'll go deeper into this uh discussion but you're always you're always welcome on here anytime if you would like to come back on and uh chat for a little while awesome sounds good thanks for having me on tonight no problem man. you have yourself a good night all right pardon me sir you have yourself a good night okay yes you too all, all right. right bye now all righty all right, guys, that was Carson Nagy. We want to thank Carson for uh, stopping by for a few minutes because, uh, man, that was – I just wanted to get him on here just to talk a little bit, and that's exactly what uh, we got here. So, um, oh, we got so, so much to cover here. I think we're going to wait till after uh, <laughs> after our, our next guest. Let's uh, – we're going to bring in Cameron Thompson once we get a, a couple things going here. Once I'm able to get back over here and send them the, the info. So while we're, while we're while I'm waiting for my computer to start working again, um, <laughs> let's do our Jomo Media driver rundown. So this has this past weekend, Jomo Media drivers were at Delaware, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, Flannery Road Speedway, uh, Sunset. I feel like I'm missing. And Peterborough. How can I forget that guy? Uh, <laughs> so starting off at Delaware on Friday night, David Rockwood took home the victory 
in the uh, V8 stock class, which is running a similar time thing as Sobel is, which is really cool to see. Um, he took home the victory. In the pure stocks down there, uh, it was the Dave Lawrence Memorial Knife 20-lap feature for the uh, for the pure, for the bone stocks. I don't know why I keep calling them pure stocks. I think it's a flambro thing. Um, <laughs> Chris Lawrence came home third. Joe Lawrence seventh. Phil Givens eighth. Cassie Howard 18th. Matt Langford uh, at P21. Over at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway on Saturday in the mini stocks, Ryan Houston in the 92H came home fourth. And Dave Johnson came home P10 in his 29J mini mod. There's some t- sad news about that, actually. Eh? Uh, I don't know if you saw today, but the mini stocks are no longer running uh, at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. I'm I'm going to get some more info this week, and we're going to go next week, and we're going to talk about it some more. Um, Cameron Thompson finished P1 and P3 in his features at Flamborough Speedway. Alex Stewart finished P1 and, and had a fifth-place finish. In the mini stocks, Kalen Wallace had a, a seventh place finish and a DNF. Michael Kenny had a ninth and DNF, and Ryan Goodfellow had a twelfth and a DNF. So far, not a good night at Flamborough Speedway besides Cameron and Alex. There, um, it seemed like double media drivers last night either won or just did not have a good night. I know, right? It was like oh. there was no mid. <laughs> it was so 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 bad luck. Um, and, and we're going to have two more here. Unfortunately, Scott Tonelli had his first ever podium in the young drivers can even modified with a P three. And unfortunately in the second race, I'll consider him. a didn't, did not start. He did make it out on the track for warm up laps, uh, to before, uh, for some, uh, parade laps before taking the green flag. And unfortunately in the middle of one and two, something snapped in the right front and, uh, ended his night which absolutely heartbreaking to see after such a good run. Ricky Williger, unfortunately had a big DNF. That video is going to be coming soon in our uh, CVM vlog, which will be up sometime this week. Uh, I'm hoping maybe, maybe tomorrow night, depending on what happens all with this stuff Um, or Monday night. Sorry guys. Uh, the probably the video will be up by the time you guys see this. Jay Pepin had a seventh and a ninth. Connor Ross had an eighth and a sixth. Up at Sunset, Madison Teen Camp got a tenth place finish in her feature. Proud of her. And over at Peterborough, I'm gonna start calling him out because now I can't call Alex Stewart out. Um, <laughs> Brandon, you gotta do a better job, buddy. But you only scored a P10 in, in the Super Sog <laughs> race. What are you What are you doing? Uh, you need to be up there with the top dogs. Let's go now. Uh, Feeney. Feeney. so brandon feeney came home 10th and that is our joe media driver run town done run down wow i feel like i'm slipping up my words this week um oh man it was uh it, it was some exciting racing though from what i'm i'm hearing i can't wait to go watch the g4 race here um yeah so we're like i said we're waiting on cameron thompson i'm trying to get my computer working right now all right, guys, joining us this week as our official guests on the True North Reads podcast, we are sitting down with Cameron Thompson, who is also a two-time winner now in the Pure Stock Division at Flamborough Speedway. Cam, man, how are you? Not bad. How's it going, John? Ah, not bad. Uh, I I would say, how's your weekend going? But I mean, like, I, I was there. I seen what happened. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you saw what happened. It, yeah, you took out weekend. Phil Givens for no reason. 
Oh, I had to. He said if I was going to pass him, he's going to make me an involved car. So I, I had myself an involved car. Which was like, honestly, Megan, have you seen the video of the, was it the second, the first race or was it the second race? Second. Second feature. Have you seen the video there at one point, Cameron actually got smart and used a, a, a lap car to make sure mm-hmm. that Phil couldn't get back to him. But nope. they were they were yeah. beating and banging and they were rough housing and they couldn't drive where the crap and <laughs> I I told I told Cam that I told Cam yesterday at Flambro that um I told him how I called him a hack and then he depends on putting in a victory lane. Uh yeah, really. So he told me to call him a hack each week now. So Cameron, I think we need to nick- nickname you and your nickname is gonna be Cameron the Hack Thompson. That's all right. As long as I can keep winning, I'm more than okay with me calling a hack. That's going to start going in our Joma Media lineup post or run out post too. Just putting. That'd be perfect. I wouldn't even be mad. Oh, I figured you. So that's going to go in now. That's for damn sure. Uh, anyways, you, you scored a first and a third uh, on Saturday night, man. Talk us through it. How was those races for you? Honestly, it was. It wasn't overly challenging, but it was probably the most fun I've had in a pure stock in a long time. Starting near the back and working your way through the field is its a different feeling. It really is. Um, I think the first race I started ninth and made my way to third. That was awesome. Passing all those cars is just an unreal feeling. And then second race, I started sixth and then made my way past Phil with two to go, luckily. As a uh... Not going to lie, I didn't watch this most of the second race, but I went and got myself a delicious uh, Flamburger. And <laughs> Flamburger needs to start paying me because I, I eat a lot of Flamburgers. Um, and I like them a lot. Start so paying it, me too then because I give a lot of Flamburgers <laughs> to my crew members. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in our fan question period uh, in a little bit here because <laughs> I've seen that question pop up today. Uh, so I walked up to the fence I wanted to see how the I wanted to see if any either you or Alex were up on the board. So I'm over by the the backstretch, you know, right where that gate is in the middle. And I walk up a little bit. I'm like, I see that you're in second. I'm like, ooh, okay, okay. I'm like, okay, 78's up front. Now instantly, I don't know why my mind went Joe Lawrence. I'm like, oh, he's not catching him. I'm like, I'm like yeah. wait a minute, Joe's not there. And I was like, who's driving the 78 again? And then I get up there and I see uh Nicole Gibbons car. And I was like, oh, right. Phil's racing that tonight. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm seeing like, see how close you are. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going I'm, to, I'd like to, I looked at my girlfriend, Jack, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go up to the fence here and I want to see what happens for the last five laps. And sure enough, I get up there. That's when you make the pass and uh, get yourself to victory lane, man. Honestly, it was an eye racing move that got me the pass, like just a crossover and he couldn't passed me on the top and i couldn't pass him on the top so that's why i had to use it yeah it was probably one of the smartest moves i've ever done and i don't think that'd be smart coming from a hack but okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> man you you've done you've been doing a lot of racing lately especially the past two weeks alone you've raced four races in four days over the last two weeks here you took you had your debut in a thunderstock last week after having it for over a year now, I think roughly, and you just got it out 
this year. Um, obviously, because Oshbegin was closed down, it, it's, it was difficult for you to do it. Um, but now that you're able to bring it out, you know, how's that experience been? What was it like in your first laps in a, in a Thunderstock at Oshbegin? You know, talk us through it. I'm not going to lie. The first couple of laps were really scary because the first night I missed hot laps because I went through tech and a couple of things weren't up to their standards. So I, I get it. Car's been sitting for two years, you know, happens. So I ran to the shop, was hoping to come back in time to make hot laps. So that didn't happen. So I went out for my first ever laps in the heat race and I ran second the whole heat race, which is not ideal. It was turning like 3,500 RPMs, which you're normally supposed to be turning about six. So I was wide open for my first heat race and I knew something wasn't right. But once I came in and I was told, oh, yeah, you're supposed to run it in first, not second. The feature was much better because I had a lot more power. It's it's an unreal feeling compared to a pure stock. Going from the super stock to the pure stock, it's such a difference because you're going so much faster. The super stock, you almost don't have time to think or even the tear off compared to the pure stock where you can almost write a whole essay going down the back stretch. <laughs> That's, well, that's, that's the biggest need to get to a real car now, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to start just rousing you just to get your ass to victory lane. And, you know, we, we, as, a, as, a, as Joe and media, we've won already won two championships. So I, I need, I need a third one now. We're, we're <laughs> aiming for a third one. We're well, aiming. Well, you better get up there. We're trying. <laughs> Remember I'm a rookie. You got to take it easy. <laughs> Megan was a rookie last year. And she still won in like her second race ever. So it took me seven. Give me, <laughs> give me some time. Oh man. We, we've, we've always seen each other around the track and, you know, you've, you've helped out Hooper. You, you know, you, you were the, one of the assistant lineup guys at one point, you know, uh, we, we've seen you, we, we've known each other for, about three, four years now, we've kind of run in, into each other from here and there. And, you know, to see you come out here, so winning races, running two cars. Uh, uh, first of all, man, I got to say, I am super proud of you. Um, it sucked that the other week, or was it the, yeah, I think I was, I think it was, was I there the first night? No, I wasn't. Um, when you put the, when you put the car in victory lane the first time, man, was I ever ecstatic for you? I, I was. Say- I, I was there for that one and correct me if I'm wrong I, wrong I'm gonna assume it was your mom standing yep. at the yep. entrance and I'm watching her like freak out try, try to run to victory lane and I'm in tears over it I'm like this is so freaking cute like yeah, uh, so that's my mother congrats like that's that's wicked thank you it was definitely an unreal feeling and especially doing it again this weekend it almost made it better because i had a second chance at it everything mm-hmm. i messed up in the first time i could redo in the second time i gotta was... say bill givens for a win is uh a big oh, like that's on the bucket list and i <laughs> finally beat him too bad it wasn't his fast car but i still beat him counts uh, yeah, you still took home that uh was it did they did they give out Dave Frank stickers? Yep. So you got you you still walked away with a Dave Frank sticker on your car and he didn't. So I I know it's great. 
he's got more than enough Dave France stickers that he can let me have one. <laughs> Man, I like I said, I, I'm super proud of you. You you've you've definitely shown your worth. You all season I've been watching you closely because you know, even last year you were showing speed the one race you did have. And I was like, okay, if this guy gets a hang of it, like I feel like you're we're gonna, you know, the pure socks are gonna be in trouble with you. And you're you dead ass put, you know, prove me right. You know, you 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 start getting on the podium. I was I was ecstatic for just getting on the you getting on the podium. And of course, me missing your first win. And which by the way, I gotta give you a shout out. Thank you for shouting out Joe Media in Victory Lane, man. That was uh as much as you know, I I I'm thankful for everyone who supports us. I I'm thankful for guys like yourself, um, for you know, putting us in your sponsor list. And, and you know, when when you get to Victory Lane, just thanking us, it it truly means a lot. And you know, you I'm sure I don't know if you saw the video this week I put up last week alone. We had three Joe Media drivers go to Victory Lane again, which. Man, when I hear Joe Media being announced over the PEA, I'm like, such a, one of the coolest feelings ever. Yeah, it makes sense. And I really hate to say this, and I feel like an asshole, but I really forgot to say your name yesterday in Victory Lane. I heard I that. that today, I heard I'm it. Like, Fuck. <laughs> I heard that, and I was like, oh, is it? Uh, uh, even the first feature, um, Alex went out, and. Uh, you know, I was I was going to the washroom. I wasn't really interested in watching the pure socks for the for that point in time. And wow. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is now. <laughs> cry me a river, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, we were we were walking over there, and next thing I heard is um Alex Stewart being called and then his rundown of uh sponsors. And you know, the fact that the, even the announcer Flamborough hollered out Flamborough speed or held hollered out Joe Media. I, I was even like, holy crap. Like, you know, whoever was whoever could hear that just heard my company's name. And for Alex yeah, to go out sense. there and win was even a, a truly blessing. And I didn't even have to call him nothing. I was I, Megan and I talked about it last week. I was gonna have to start calling making fun of him and calling him names. And oh, I do that enough for both of us. We're good. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but I, I was saying to Megan last week, I was gonna have to start calling him names because I wanted him to start doing better. Because <laughs> I, I, I said I called you a hack once and you ended up in victory lane. I make fun of Steve Murdoch all the time. He put it in victory lane a couple weeks ago as well. It, it's I'm like, man, so I think me calling calling out people and just making fun of them is, is a good thing. Yeah, you got to keep that shit up so we can keep winning, <laughs> especially Alex. Like, if you want to start, you know, bullying him a little bit more and less on me, let him win a couple of minutes. Let him gain the weight. <laughs> All right, Alex Stewart. Alex Stewart, man, if you're listening right now, um, <laughs> watch out. That's all I'm going to say. Because <laughs> I can get mean. and <laughs> Let him have it. Oh, boy. His teammate says it's A-OK. <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna get so bad real quick. I just feel it. I can already feel that <laughs> now. Uh, but you know, I, I haven't posted the picture yet. I wanted to today, but uh, with it being Father's Day, I had so much going on around the house. I wasn't able to post a picture, but I got a picture of you of Cameron and Alex last night. Uh, 
Unfortunately, Alex already loaded up his car for some weird reason, apparently having a long drive home back to Arthur. But um, we're still able to use uh, Cameron's car as a backdrop. And, um, you know, j- just for you guys to go one and one in the Pierce Sox and essentially taking Joe Media to victory lane twice in the night in the Pierce Sox is, uh, oh, man, truly, truly, truly an honor. And that's our we're up to nine wins now on the season uh, for Joe Media drivers. So, yeah, man, you, you're doing such a great job, and and you're learning each week, and I'm and I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Honestly, I I have to say it's driving the super stock on Fridays. It's going from one discipline to the complete opposite, going from rear wheel drive on dirt to front wheel drive on pavement. It's it's a completely different learning curve, but at the same time, pavements easier to learn because it's not changing 24 7 compared to dirt where you go for hot laps it's super greasy you go for your heat race it's already dry slick because the sprinklers have been on track like that's the biggest thing that threw me off last week was between hot laps and your heat race the track has gone almost like it, there was a bunch of tack and then there's nothing and that's gotta get you to is the whole the track changes consistently and i have to not just hold it to the floor and use some throttle control now. I think that's the one thing I have to applaud you for is definitely double dipping like you are and running a street stock on Friday nights and in a pure stock on Saturday night. Cause you even said it yourself last week, you feel like that the suit, the, the, the Thunderstock really helped you for the Saturday night flamber. And, you know, even Adam Ross even called you out saying that, you know, you did something great on the high side. I watched that interview on um uh race rivals race chat this week and first of all man why can't you do that when you're on our show like talk a little bit more i'm, I'm trying okay <laughs> we're working on that department it's just i'm overly quiet and i don't know why it's just something i've always done and o- we're overly slowly quiet, getting there overly quiet he's the one that has to come on yeah that's normal <laughs> i hate to talk but i'll come on and talk you know, and we, we talked about it this week, even uh, th- through our messages saying that, like, hey, like, you know, we're just going to have a conversation where whatever comes up, comes up. Um, but the one thing I want to really touch base on now, and we they did touch on it on uh, Race Rivals Race Chat uh, on Monday night or Tuesday night, sorry, was uh, we're not going to see you in the flag stand as much anymore. But. How's that? Tr- we we even talked about last year when you came on to the end of the season, only running a couple races. Now that you're now that you're running full time, are you definitely eyeing different things up compared to when you're up on the flag stand now? Yes, honestly, I almost had to completely change my outlook to I'm not an official anymore. I'm a driver. I you can't make calls from your race cars, so you kind of have to sit there, shut up, and just listen that's probably the biggest difference but i hate to say it i miss flagging because it's much cheaper but i'm racing now i'm racing two cars like it's it's badass why i couldn't change that any day i'm gonna be dead ass dead ass honest man i'm jealous of you (laughs) like honestly i i'd give you a car if i could but i'm having too much fun right now (laughs) I mean, we talked about, you know, because you're saying you might not be able to make a couple races like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go in your car. 
but uh, I don't think that'd work out for either one of us in your favor. So, sadly, not. <laughs> um, this year, I don't think I'm gonna let anybody else drive my cars. Next year, we'll we'll take a look at it again. It's more of the uh, I put a lot of money into this. So I don't oh, want to yeah. break shit. Dude, that's understandable, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you don't want to something that you've put your time and effort in you sometimes i always see guys like hop in other cars i'm like how could you do that and other times i'm like why can't why don't you do that but when when you've built something thorn at delaware is a great example of that (laughs) alex still has nightmares (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know what cameron's talking about um their car owner wade thorn took uh took alex stewart's car out to delaware i think it was like the first night or second opening night, night. Of, oh it was opening night for delaware opening yeah. night and in the feature he uh broke a right front wheel i think and then got up into the outside wall and then ended up slow rolling it uh onto its lid on the front stretch and uh they did a lot of work that week to uh get it ready for the next time alex was racing and uh to be fair i don't blame alex for having nightmares because uh i I can't either (laughs) because you never want to see that happen no and i was there when it happened live which honestly it scared the fuck out of me (laughs) because i just saw wade you know cruising on the top cruising on the top oh there's the right front it's in the grandstands and then i walk around the corner and guy's sitting on his lid it's like Alex ain't going to be happy about that one, but <laughs> luckily it wasn't my car because yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. And but because of Wade. Of... Sorry, go ahead. And we put a lot of work into that. We changed subframe, just just about everything on the front end of that car on Sunday. And it took about 30 cheeseburgers to do that. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good cheeseburger? Um but man, like I, I completely understand where like Alex would be coming from, where you'd be coming from, because that's you don't want we always say it shiny side up. We not yeah. not on not we don't want shiny side pavement because that's expensive. Yeah, right. race car backwards is okay. Race car upside down is expensive. <laughs> exactly. And that was that was looked like a hard hit for him. And to be fair, actually, I just realized this. Technically, y'all got a win last night because he did pick up the heat win up at Salvo last night. And apparently he finished second feature, too. I so don't I know heard. who won the feature. So I got to I, I got to I'm waiting on some words here because according to race monitor, uh, it the winner was no data available. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> So I, I don't know. I'm waiting on the results uh, from from the general manager so that we can update our social medias for Salvo Speedway. But uh, yeah, man, that was I couldn't imagine being there and, and seeing that in person because I, I y- y- we've seen some cars flip. You know, we I'm sure all of us have seen a car flip a time or two, and sometimes it's uh it's worse when it's someone we know and uh, we care about. And the feeling that, you know, when they flip or whatever or hit the wall, it's the pain doesn't go away, I find, for a while. 
I don't know if that yeah. you felt that at all, Cam. I I have my uh, what is it? Brother in law up at Brockville two years ago flipped his crate spread and I was in the flag stand for that and I didn't oh. see any of the flip. I just looked over and saw him sitting on his lid and started immediately rushing down the flag stand to see if he was all right. And that was that scared me. It really did because you never you never know until you're at the car. So if I was in the flag stand, it would have been a lot worse because I could go see if he was all right. But to a fan on the stand side, like you can't run on the track and see that. So I I get lucky in that sense. But luckily, that doesn't happen too often. We like to keep the tires on the ground over here. And and the kind of funny part about it is that Wade was the reason for the uh, rule change down at Delaware, where I, I don't know if it's mandatory or if it's required. Or whatever. Highly recommended. Highly recommend is the is the wording that they have yeah. to run a uh, that they should be running a racing wheel on the right front. And the I couldn't right side actually. <laughs> on the whole right side, both right front and right rear, eh? Yep. Oh wow. Which it's smart. I almost wouldn't even go down there unless I could have ran racing rims on the right side. Yeah. You're going a lot faster than any other place in a bone stock. And I think with that repaved, it, it it forced it a lot more. Yeah, Wade said there's like almost a little lip that your would hit and you could feel it in the car. And I almost want to say like hitting that for 30 laps. Yeah, it's going to snap a rim because some rims are shitty made and corners are cut. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I kind of hope they didn't cut major corners down Delaware with the paving because, you know, we... That's a facility I love to I love to go to. It's one that's on my bucket list. I was actually trying to plan a weekend here in a couple of weeks, but that's not happening now. Um, after looking at my schedule, I realized I have the kids that weekend. That's not happening. Um, but you know, D- Delaware is 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 a beautiful track. I want to get back down there. Um, one thing I want to get into here is is what your plans are for the rest of the season, and what's what does the future hold for rookie sensation Cameron Thompson? <laughs> well, the rest of my season plans are to go for a championship in the Pierce stock at Flamber every week and uh, hopefully venture out to Velocity at least once this year. Sunset looks like an interesting place. I would love to try it. It's just if we have time to get up there, we'll go up there. If not, we won't. The Super Stock, same thing. Just go for rookie of the year at Schwiegen. Make all the laps and try and bring the car home in one piece every week but hopefully the future goal is i i do want to drive a vintage mod they look so fun to drive they they are a goal and hopefully for the dirt side i want to get into sprint cars in the next couple of years it's just i gotta build my way up there so i'm gonna start in a street stock race that for a couple of years and see where it takes me man hopefully it uh I could definitely see where where you're willing to a crate sprint out there, and you know I, I don't know if you have, if you'll still run those uh, Don Thompson throwback numbers there, but uh, those those would definitely be cool to see on a on a sprint car. I I think those are gonna stick around for a long time. I I love having them on the car, and my out numbers on the Pure Sock are actually a Kenny Sargent throwback scheme, so oh they're both technically technically throwback schemes but you know it's just kind of 
under the radar for one. Absolutely. Actually, the one cool part is, is uh, let's see. Yeah, you can't see it, but just above the liquid, this way, just above the liquid molly hat right there. Oh, I can see it. Do you, do you know what it is? Yep. I, it's a little blurry, but I can tell that's Donnie Thompson Jr. die cast. Absolutely it is. <laughs> it's just the number. It's, it's pixely, but I can tell that number. <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome, man. That's a 2001, uh, I think it was 2001 or 2000 Don Thompson, Don Thompson Jr. Uh, die cast I picked up here in Mississauga area. A little picked it up a little bit ago, and I'm like, as soon as I saw that you were running those numbers, I'm like, oh, that that's you know, I'm like, it's cool that I have that that one. Nope, rather, yeah, there. That one. <laughs> I, that one. I have I have that one, and you're running those numbers and when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that is so cool. Honestly, I, I looked for that car because I loved the numbers on it. So it's the same numbers as JR's dad back then, too. And JR ran the same numbers a couple of years back. So it all tied together. I, I want to get both of them to come out to the dirt and sign my numbers because they're both their fonts. So, yeah, hopefully I can convince both of them to come out one of these nights. Hey, man, just keep put it out there. Just be like, hey, like, come on. I want you guys to sign my race car. Like, no, I actually met Donnie for the first time in a long time a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the week before I won. He was out helping JR, and I went up, shook his hand, told him who I was again, and it was it was really good to do. Nice, and uh, hopefully that happens because that that and uh, no, hopefully hopefully we can make that a you know ahead of time, and we can make a vlog out of it because I think that would be really that cool. That would be. I'd honestly love that. We uh I gotta get out to a dirt track. I wanna get out to I want I've already been out to a dirt track this year because we Megan, Caitlin, and myself, we all within our significant others, we all went to uh uh Oshweekin Speedway a few weeks ago and that was that was a lot of fun. And uh I think the next time we gotta go pit side and mm-hmm. uh go hang out in the pits. Jacqueline wants to go hang out in the pits, and I'm thinking maybe if the Thunderstocks are running, we'll do a We'll do a race day vlog with Cameron Thompson. Most definitely. You're more than welcome to come into the pits. You cannot miss my car because it's one of the first pads. Oh, perfect. And I'll walk, I'll make sure to walk right by and act like I don't know you. Well, that's all right, too. <laughs> I don't know if that Joel Media sticker will be on there if you walk by, but you know, ouch. <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like you need a couple more because they've been kind of rubbing off here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to replace those in a week or two. I'm uh, use the doors up a little more than I should. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy, man. I'm trying. I really didn't mean <laughs> to knock Phil out of the way. It's just he was kind of there. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into our uh, fan question period. As uh, as you know, Cameron, you're, this is uh, your third third time on the show, I think. Yes, sir. Yeah, three times. Wow, three times. I think that's almost a record. I got I to gotta go back to see who all has been on. Um, I think, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you're, you're the most now. Um, so as you always see, we put out on the day of the, of the day we record, uh, we put out there who's coming on the show. We even announced last week on the show that you were coming on. And uh, because I was, because obviously your first win and, you know, I was excited to bring you on. We couldn't talk about that. Uh, but as always, we're going to uh, go through our fan question periods. We always put it out there every, every Sunday around noon and let people know who's coming on. Thank you so much for sharing it, Cameron, so that way uh, people are able to get to see it. 
And uh, we got some no questions lined up for you, man. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Haley Hill asks, how did you get so lucky to have a sister that supports your dreams? Um, honestly, I really don't know. But if I didn't have her, my car wouldn't be at the racetrack every week. And it probably wouldn't have tires on, to be honest with you. I I got lucky with having my sister that helps me with just about everything. It, it's honestly, I'm so lucky to have a family that supports me as much as they do. Awesome, man. Uh, our next one comes to us from Nicole Given. Nicole Givens. How many cheesers do you, how many cheeseburgers do you have to buy Jeremy Barton weekly? Um, about five to ten. It depends if I run out of gas, forget to put air in the airbag, or didn't tighten up a lug nut. But it varies. So, we're we're I want I want to jump back here a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, we had. We put a GoPro in in your car, and uh, for I think it was the second feature. And also, I didn't realize because I was walking around doing my other stuff that you had pulled off, and I didn't know what happened. I think I didn't know what happened until the next day when I found out you ran out of gas. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> so what I didn't happened? Put enough there? gas in the car. Uh, fuel strategy did not plan out. <laughs> I uh, I thought there was enough gas in the car to make the. 25 lap a main and uh guess not it came up about five laps short and oh. uh it was a little scary because i thought i broke something because it started to run you know a little shitty about halfway no burping and all that fun stuff and then i think it was the yellow and i tried to catch up to the cars in front of me and it just would not catch up so i'm like oh hopefully i didn't break anything we fall off into the pits and it's like oh check the fuel cell see if there's fuel in it mark thorne sticks his hand in there it's like Yep, there ain't nothing in there. It probably helps you put gas in it. So uh, that'll be the last time I ever do that. I have hired two crew members to make sure I have gas in both cars at all times. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, our next question comes to us from Brad Ross. He goes, who's your favorite? Who's your most like cousin that you haven't met yet? Probably Brad, because <laughs> I haven't met him yet. I have to. The rest of them I've met and He's the only one that I haven't met so far. Well, that's, that's pretty simple explanatory then. Uh, our good friend, Alex Stewart. Uh-oh. Why are you such a hack? Um, Probably because my teammate really sucks and somebody <laughs> on the Thorn Motorsports team has to collect the W's in a championship this year. Oh, fighting words between him and Alex. This is going to be good. That guy sucks. It's okay. He knows. <laughs> We have uh, Kerry German going, Calvin, how does it feel to have two wins in two wins? Great wheeling, kid. It's a surreal feeling, honestly. I really didn't expect to get one, let alone two, in two weeks. It's uh, it's just a really surreal, surreal feeling. Um, the people that come up to you and congratulate you, you shake your hand, just all that stuff that you normally don't get when you're a flagman. You only get told to piss off, and that wasn't a right call, or just everything bad finally going good because you win two races. It's just such a surreal feeling. Our next one comes to us from Mark Allen. Where did you get your start in racing? I got my start actually a year ago. I think it is today. 
Yep. A year ago today in the Rockwood Racing 90 car that is now driven by Jimmy Hooper this year. But that's what got me my start a year ago today. And then I think it was the end of the year last year at Frostfest. I drove the 76 Echo for Frostfest. And that was what really got my foot in the door at Thorn Racing. Uh, who gave you your start in racing? David Rockwood, 100%. He, uh, I just messaged him out of the blue two weeks before racing last year and asked him if he had a car I could rent. And surprisingly, he said yes. I really did not expect that. But he said yes, and I got hooked, which probably wasn't the smartest thing I did, but <laughs> we're not going to complain about that. Hey, racing is a drug that costs 10 times more expensive than any other. Yep, 100%. Our, uh, our last question there comes to us from Mark Allen again. And he goes, uh, finally, who are your heroes? I got to say my half-brother, Donnie Thompson Jr., is at the top of the list. Um, Glenn Styers, second. That man runs the top of Schwiegen every week. And... I inspired to do that too. I do want to make it to his level one day. And um, I gotta say, my car owner, Wade Thorne, for flipping the pure stock Delaware, I want to do that at least once in my lifetime. Oh, God. That's a bucket list item right there. See, I'm, okay, so I'm gonna pause this for a hot second. Okay, so Cameron, you live in Paris now, right? I actually live in Brantford. Oh, well, Jesus Christ. You moved around so much because I sent you stuff to Paris, I think. Um, you gotta keep me updated, man. Uh, I'm trying, not bad. <laughs> so we're all over the place. I know, man. Uh, so out at Paris, uh, there, there, there's the the fairgrounds, the Paris Fair each year on Labor Day weekend. And about uh, 15 years ago, maybe almost 20 years ago, now they used to have a rollover competition. Oh yeah, they would get the big really beat. yes. They would have the big. They would have four, a four-cylinder division and an eight-cylinder division, and they would have a little like two, three and a half foot kicker ramp. I think that your right side tires or left side tires had to hit. That's so holy. Obviously, get to flip, and the only thing. So as far as I knew, it was still standardized uh, demolition derby car ready readiness. So like, take out everything in your pure stock and just put. It <laughs> a shitty roll cage in it and then go flip it a couple of times it was literally a po- post that goes across the roof like this so when you hit it it doesn't flip like it doesn't cave in the roof <laughs> i care it, you could either, i think it either could be inside the car or outside the car but yeah they would they would literally run them uh they get them up to roughly maybe 40 30 to 40 kilometers an hour for each car that's so quick for just going to flip yeah. shit intentionally, right? Yeah. That would feel nice the them. next day. <laughs> and I was like, that's something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I've See, al- I'd, I'd rather do that in a five-point harness, a really <laughs> nice roll cage, and a really cheap vehicle instead of a derby car that I put together in two hours. No, I want to do the real thing. Actually, the one division I really want to do and I'm looking, I want to get a team together for just even one run race. One run, one, one, wow. I already know what you're talking about. Run one race. Which one? 
the chain races, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to be the middle car. We need Alex up front, me in the back, <laughs> and you in the middle, and that would not end well at all. No, it's not, and that's the best part. <laughs> We'd get wrapped around some telephone pole, and I'd end up in the fucking parking lot. You're absolutely not wrong, and that's the best part, because like I always see the worst things happening to the middle car. Yeah. And for some reason, I just like to, I, I've got to be in the carnage. I got to be in the middle of it somehow, some way, somehow. Some way, somehow, it, we'd all probably be going home in an ambulance. <laughs> Especially if me and Alex were in the same car, or in the same chain, I guess. Usually you don't go home in an ambulance, you go to the hospital in one. So, <laughs> Either way, we'll make it somewhere. Oh, man. And I know the one place that has them is Varney. So, like, I think we need to somehow get us up there and get a chain race going between us and, and see what happens, because that would just be... Uh, Oh, so that would just be pure entertainment there, I think. I'll just get Wade to find three vehicles out of this <laughs> field and yank motors out of two and keep the brakes in one and we'll be mint. <laughs> Let, let's try and make, let's try and set this deal up just for a one off, just for fun. <laughs> and we'll, we'll just call we'll just we'll just call the train the three stooges or something. <laughs> oh man, that's one of my favorite things I've always seen in the middle car always gets wrapped around, which I love. Um, we do have, so back to our regularly scheduled program here, folks. I have <laughs> one more question, and this is a late entry. So, Rob, you better be thankful as hell that I'm doing this. Um, he goes, I know I'm probably too, oh, this, so by the way, this question was submitted by Rob Twitchit, just for everyone else, you know, doesn't know. Uh, he goes, I know I'm probably too late for submitting a question for Cameron, but if not, let's start some shit. What brother does he think was the better racer? Don Jr. or Dennis? Wow. Um, personally, I have to say Donnie because I couldn't see Dennis race. All of Donnie's races are luckily on YouTube where I can go back and watch it. So for um, the uh, history that I've seen, I have to say Donnie. But if I could see what Dennis did in a car, I, I'd probably second guess that. They were both pretty significant wheelmans. Well, now I'm going to have to go dig into some YouTube archives and uh, see if I can find any of Dennis because I think that would be uh, a trip and a half down Victory Lane to go to go. uh, Not in Victory Lane, (laughs) Memory Lane. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They probably Uh, ended up in Victory Lane too. Probably ended up in Victory Lane. Well, Uh, the same last name. I'm getting there. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna almost wrap you up here it, it as always man we're we're always uh we're always thankful for you we're definitely uh uh we're thankful for everything you've done for us as, on the side and uh obviously giving a shout out to joe media and victor lane man i'm i'm for beyond forever grateful that, that you've done something like that for us and uh at the same time I'm, I'm upset that i'm spot off the fact that you didn't shout out joe media last night so i really hope alex did and uh that way he has one something one up on you. It's probably the only thing he's got one up on me right now. Guy, <laughs> guy couldn't drive a hot mail up a snowman's ass some days, but you know, <laughs> that's only me talking. But I, I gotta thank you for everything you do. You know, everything. You've been a sponsor for two years now, I think. Yep. And I just started racing this year. Like you've helped me with everything. It's, it's unbelievable. Like 
probably wouldn't if you didn't help me at all. Hey man, you reached out last year about it and uh, I, I couldn't be more, I, I, I couldn't help out more than a, a guy like yourself. Cause you know, you, like I said, we've known each other for a couple of years. You know, you come on the podcast once and, and, you know, it was just some that, uh, some that piqued you and it piqued your interest. And, and, you know, it, it, it helps us out, man. It, it really does. And, you know, we, we got to, we're doing a car. Sh- we're, oh, oops, that's going to be coming Ooh. up after this. Oh, we got it. I, I already breathed. I already saw, I think I asked you about a camera in a couple of uh, week this past week or a week ago or so. Um, but we're going to announce just after we let you go here, uh, we got to make sure a couple of things are, uh, set in stone before we actually announce. And that's going to be, once we wrap up, I got to double check with our personality of Megan Mitchell. She will join us at said event and, uh, hopefully we can get you out there and maybe Alex and we'll do a whole, uh, uh, shit talking event (laughs) between the two of you and I'll bring the nice pretty car. Which one's the hack? Because both are ugly. Uh, <laughs> neither. I guess both of them will stay at the shop. <laughs> the right side on the money is a little worse this week due to uh, me being a dumbass. So, what did you do? Because I haven't watched the G- I haven't watched. I didn't watch the Friday night race yet. Um, I just tried to pull a sprint car move in a street stocking heat <laughs> race, and they don't fly job like sprint cars do. There's a little more quarter panel in the way, so uh, <laughs> just just a little bit. I ate turn four wall. It, didn't feel nice but i didn't break anything i just knocked the deck lid in the back bumper cover off but i learned not to do that again so valuable lessons were made and it definitely scared me every time for now is uh oh you know definitely you're gonna learn for next time not to pull a a sprint car moves don't take your eye racing stuff to the track man No, apparently that doesn't work. It's not quite the same. There's no reset button. It's a lot more expensive. Uh, so you, so actually, before we before we wrap up here, has have you been doing any more? Uh, uh, have you been doing a lot of eye racing to get yourself prepared for to be running the street stock? Honestly, not really. It's more of I'm in the shop about five days a week until probably about twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning now after work. So it's find time to do it yeah I'll, on a sunday maybe i'll go over and try and i race for a little bit but it's just trying to find time honestly it's rare to come by now with work and two race cars and just a busy summer season that i'm looking for yeah i i still want to get i racing because i i want to set up a joe media off-season series just for shits and giggles 100 do it i'll come and kick your ass every week <laughs> No, no, stump them, stump them. <laughs> no, because I'm just gonna, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna Dale Earnhardt you each time. You're saying well, I'm meant to rattle your cage. It's all right. I've raced with Carson Nagy and Jeremy Barton enough <laughs> on our racing. That shits every time. You cannot run on the outside of them, or they'll just put you straight through the fence. <laughs> well, we're we're st- Megan and I know are still we're, we got to still talk about this, but we're trying to get together a joe media driver event and go go kart racing and see what kind of shit could happen you gotta let me know and i'll invite <laughs> at least 10 people and bring at least five gopros because shit will get gnarly <laughs> if we go to one of hamilton well the fun fact is there's one apparently up in kitchener and apparently they're really quick carts and it's an o- it's an oval it's not even a road course 
Ooh, I like the sounds of that because the one in Hamilton's a road course, but we junk a lot of shit. We've almost flipped weight a couple of times. And Alex has put me underneath a couple of their walls. It's a good night when we go to Hamilton go-karts. I'm surprised you guys haven't been kicked out yet. Me too. We've been close, but not quite yet. I'm sure you guys walk in your in with your race helmets and they're like, oh boy, this is not going to oh, be tomorrow. these fuckers again. We have some work to do tomorrow. <laughs> me and Can't Alex re- have an ongoing streak, so we've landed on top of each other every time we've been, so we ain't breaking that streak yet. <laughs> Oh boy. All right, Cameron. Is there anyone you want to thank for getting here tonight? First off, I gotta thank you for having me on the show. It was it's a blast talking to you, obviously. It's really great. I gotta thank the rest of my sponsors, Cool Kids Ice and Water, Level Up, Driving with Haley, Jimmy Sponge and Repairs, Jomo Media. Um Well he actually gets me that time. Yeah, not this time. <laughs> just, just when we're in victory lane. Retail design group and Victor Bombery for the shop that my race cars get to sit in all week. Awesome, man. Thank you. For, like you said, man, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, it's always a pleasure chatting with you and, and busting your balls. Cause uh, I know you, uh, you know, at least you're going to make it to victory lane when I start doing it now. So, Hey, now we got to continue on with Alex to see if uh, he can uh, repeat or if he's just a one win wonder. Uh, he's just a one win wonder. I'll tell you that for <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, man. We'll let you get going for the night. Thank you again so much for joining joining us tonight, man. All righty. Thank you both. I'll see you at track Saturday. Sounds good, man. We'll see you Saturday. Later. Bye now. All right, guys. That was driver number 28T, Cameron Thompson. You guys can catch him Friday and Saturdays at Austrian Speedway, as well as Flamborough Speedway. He is going to be a busy, busy man for the rest of the year. Uh, We have some breaking news that I've been meaning to... (laughs) bring up and i kind of let it slip in the interview but this is gonna be the first official announcement so if you stuck around this long thank you so much first of all july 10th from 10 a.m to 3 p.m jomo media will be having a booth at from oh let me get let me let me pull up their name here make sure i get this correct before i butcher it (laughs) Jomo Media will have a booth at From the Heart Local. It is a market that a good friend of mine, Taylor Sheen, puts on in uh, Erin, Ontario. And we will be having a booth set up. We already have a confirmed driver in Scott Tonelli. He'll be bringing out his number 14 Young Drivers Canadian Modified Out. As well as we have a Jomo Media personality showing up. We have Megan Mitchell, who will be joining us that day. Um, you know, I'm going to see if my car will be paint. Well, not, I guess not my car, my dad's car will be painted and heck maybe bring that up. Let him know. We'll see what happens. Let him know and get your guys butts up here. Bring the car. Let's have some fun. Can be Uh, like unveiling. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. Here it is. Well, get going. Talk to your dad and let's, let's get, let's get get this going. Yeah. Uh, So I reached out to you because uh, so let me, I'm going to backstory a little bit of this on for everyone here. So a good friend of mine, Taylor Sheen, she runs from the heart local with a, a couple of her friends. Um, she also has done this amazing logo for the true North racing podcast, as well as our drone media logo and who designed our awesome uh, tumblers we have. 
uh, she has like a business called Taylor to you. And she has been doing these markets for the past couple of years now. She's done amazing work. I'm so proud of her. Um, and she's asked us if we'd be willing to come out and bring some cars. And uh, I kind of pushed it off the side. So Taylor, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't think of any way how I was going to bring this out to people. And then one day Jacqueline showed up at her market and they started talking. <laughs> and uh, I got an angry text message from Jacqueline saying that she's mad at me. <laughs> and I was like, what did I do? Cause I had, I, I had no clue what happened. And then she told me what happened about how Taylor had offered me a spot to come to the market. And uh, they did, they did a, a, a free weekend where essentially you just had to sign up and you can go free charge and put your, put your market in and uh, in, enjoy and sell some product and whatever you guys got. I I'm going to be honest. I pushed it aside because I, I didn't know mentally how to do it. There was so much on the go for us. And so Jacqueline was like, well, we're figuring this out. I'm like, okay. So one day at work, I sat down and I was like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Da, da, da. All right. This should work. Uh, we had Scott Snelly on. We talked to Scott about it. Scott was all in for it. And, uh, and of course I put up saying that, there's a special announcement coming and I asked for guesses and Megan goes, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I was like, yes, you do. Cause you, I told you. Meanwhile, I told the group chat or group chat about that. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> don't worry. Neither does Jacqueline half the time. <laughs> when she sees so she's like, Oh, I thought it might be something different. I'm like, no, it's just the car show. I Jacqueline <laughs> and I make such good friends. We're just <laughs> Unfortunately, she's not going to be at Flamborough next week, so you guys can't get into any trouble. She will be at work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, but we will, as long as you're still coming out for autograph night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jacqueline kicked my ass into gear to, to really do this. And uh, I put out the word to you guys to see if you guys wanted to join, wanted to come on out. And the offer like is always out there um, for you guys to join. And I know it's a trek for you guys. I know it's a trek for a lot of our drivers. We're planning on doing a couple of these. If any Joe Media drivers are listening right now, uh, July 10th is our first one. If you would like to be a part of it, let me know so I can go let them know um, roughly how many cars are coming. And uh, if you have merchandise, apparel, uh, koozies, uh, hero cards, stickers, whatever, bring it out. Bring your cars out if you want to, because I know it's a hike for a lot of people. And come on out. Enjoy a day. It's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's on Highway 124, located between Erin and Brisbane, Ontario. The address for it will be in our descript description here, as well as we will be promoting the crap out of our uh, out of the event leading up to it because I feel like it's going to be such a big thing for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited for it. I it's going to be so cool to see how how we're received um by by everyone at the market uh i don't know if my friend's going to be there or not she loves race cars she's always been a fan of racing uh but she doesn't know she's going to be there she might be working elsewhere so uh hopefully she she can make it uh but yeah that's that's something that we got going on i'm excited this is the first time where you guys are hearing about it uh megan what do you think of it i think it's awesome it's gonna be a really good opportunity for I mean, for you, for Joe Media drivers, it's 
it's going to be exciting and something new. So I'm excited. Oh, I thinking back on it and, and asking everyone to see if they would be willing to join. A lot of the guys are just like, yes. I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be cool. Like, you know, I reached out to Brandon Feeney. He said, he'll come. Uh, he'll bring some koozies to sell. I think Alex Stewart will come at one point, but if we can get this to have a couple events there and have a couple and a few cars out, why not? This is, it's, it's, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be such a cool experience. It's going to be such a cool day. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And as soon as I said Scott Snelly was going and that you were coming, I was over the moon that I was already going to have two people that we were going to have one of our drivers and one of our personalities show up. So to me, that was, that was fantastic. Um, well, but if you got, if you got leftover hero cards, you need to bring some and give some, give some away. Yeah, I can. I got a lot and I got a lot of keychains too. So and get your sister to make you up some merch. Oh yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm like, I could probably get another um supply of stickers from Jory. Yeah. Some left visor stuff going. Yeah. We'll I some... Little business cards for them too. Not business cards, just information cards, but bring those out. I yeah. I I got to get, so I got to get a hold of John Carly because I need something made up for it. Because uh, I need to get a banner for our table or our tent, whatever we're going to have. And then um, that way people can tell who we are and uh, what we do. Um, but I got to make sure I'm going to have Dri- Driver Cal and uh, Lift the Visor logos on there because they're big supporters of our show. Um, mm-hmm. We thank them for everything they do for us and everything we do for them. Uh I think that's the first shot I've done in a while for the, for them. And I, and I feel so terrible for it that I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I, I love driver count. I love lift the visor. Those are two of our biggest supporters that we've had um, for a while now. So uh, I already talked to both of them. I, I got to double check with Jory to see if I could still use his logo uh, for it. But yeah, it's uh, and I think we're, we're going to have to talk off. off we're going to have to talk tomorrow because it's getting late here. Um, mm-hmm. we got, we got a couple of things I want to bring up to you tomorrow to, uh, see what you think of it and, mm-hmm. uh, to help us prepare for shows down the road. Um, but yeah, so that, so we got that going on July 10th, 10 AM to 3 PM at what's the place called again. Uh, it's the, uh, the bloom green garden center in Erin, Ontario. It's between on highway 124 between Erin and Brisbane, just past Stewart's. If you're coming from Guelph. And uh, just as you leave the, t- the beautiful town, the village of Yern, um from the east. So, guys, uh, I don't got much else for you guys tonight. But uh, Joe Media merch, if you guys are looking for some Joe Media apparel merch, we do have some in our link in our bios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We might, I might put in an order and get some, some shipped out to us for the car show. So we'll have to hopefully see how that goes. Um, Maybe we'll see, have to see how some other things go as well. Uh, Megan, are we, we're going to catch you at Flamborough Speedway next weekend? I think so, yeah. All right. Well, if you're not, I'm going to be upset because we were going to, we had a plan going here. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I just got uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> I'll be upset though. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to talk because I think we're, I think we're still trying to plan on you doing, uh, uh, taking over the Joe media Instagram page for the day and mm-hmm. show us your day leading up to the track. And uh, 
I think it'd be cool to get some pictures and videos and of uh, you going throughout the meet the drivers night at Flamborough Speedway, which mm-hmm. by the way, guys, make sure next weekend is meet the drivers night at Flamborough Speedway. Come on out. You guys get to come on down on the track during intermission and meet your favorite drivers from the young drivers can even modifieds from the pure socks, mini stocks, uh, super socks. I think are there as well. And I think that's it, but it's me, the driver's night. Come on out, get yourself a hero car, get yourself a sticker from some other, some of the drivers who knows what they're going to be giving away. Come on out and it's going to be a great night of racing. So get out to Flamers Speedway racing gets underway at 6 30 PM. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. Megan, you got anything else you want to add to the show tonight? So. all righty well what do you say we kick this thing off and let's send her home and and get to bed because it's getting late sounds good to me <laughs> all right guys thank you guys all for listening to the jo- the wow the joan media podcast this is a true north racing <laughs> podcast brought to you by joan media promotions thank you to megan mitchell for joining us as always we love it when she comes on and talks racing with us hopefully you guys enjoy the show thank you to cameron thompson for coming on and being our guest this week as well as a special uh appearance from Carson Nagy as well. Let's talk about mental health. We're going to be talking about that more with him later on for John or for I'm getting so tired for Megan Mitchell. <laughs> I'm John Morrison. You guys have been listening and watching to the true North racing podcast brought to you by Joe medium promotions. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. Hello.